So the real question is, how are we going to fashion this episode into a partnership with Last Podcast on the Left? <laughs> Fair. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. What? Yeah. They're too big. I think we're we're too big. We're too big for them. That's true. Yeah, they I mean they'll come to us eventually. Yeah, we'll we'll see if we can make time for them. Let's let's not worry about that too 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 much and uh let's just focus on the matter at hand. You're right. Tubi? Tubi. We're partnered with you instead. You we're are, here for you. You are our you are our one and only. We not our only. Uh, our one. Our one of, of many of hopefully many. <laughs> Uh, we watched Last House on the Left. Yes, we did, which is available on Tubi. Available on Tubi. Uh, Christian does own this one, though. I do. Uh, <laughs> we did not watch my DVD copy because uh, it's streaming, so and just, it's easier. More honestly, you forgot. You said you I told, forgot that you I told owned me it. You forgot that you owned it. <laughs> Completely forgot that I owned it. Uh, and my excuse was, oh, the streaming will be a better quality version, and I don't think it would have been. No, but if you owned the Blu-ray, that would have been sick. If I owned the Blu-ray, there's like apparently a very nice... Uh, Arrow video box set of it. How much money? Okay, before we get into the movie, mm-hmm. I'm curious. How much money would you pay for a good box set of this movie? <laughs> Having now officially seen it all the way through, at this point, brand new, brand new. Not we're not talking like eBay price. Like if no, it were no, coming no. You're out. buying directly from. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would realistically. I'm not dropping more than like 25 bucks. Really. I, I this movie wasn't that good enough. For, good for you for for me on that. Good I might you. get if I like came across. That's it some in real self control. Yeah, because I do. I just like the art. I just like looking at the thing. Yeah, the boxes are cool. Yeah. Either way, I'm excited to talk about this movie. I think it's yes. It's it's clearly an important film in the horror genre, and Wes Craven is maybe the most important director of the genre. I he, mean, like arguably. Yeah, he's definitely not my favorite. I think he unfortunately has. He did make a ton of duds, but the stuff that he made that is beloved is like beyond beloved within the horror genre. Uh, anybody who has even a passing interest in horror knows at least one of his movies, primarily Nightmare. I always say Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare, uh, Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare Before Elm Street. Yep, Nightmare Before Elm Street. Uh, he's responsible for The Hills Have Eyes. I know the majority of people only really know the remake. Which we did an early episode on. Which we did an early episode on. Um, Check that out, episode out. It's a great one. Yep, and we touch a little bit on Wes Craven's version in that. Um, uh, Craven was also just like an incredibly smart guy and uh, started out in academics and then got into pornography. Follow your dream, man. As one does. <laughs> you said he quit his job teaching in order to pursue porn yeah uh strictly due to financial reasons he was he was like oh he i believe he like shot a porno and was just like oh i just made like my salary shooting this porno pay teachers more yeah so they don't have to go do porn so apparently uh, he he was in um he was like breaking bad but the porn but version. for porn yeah uh he was in the documentary uh inside deep throat about the movie deep throat um, I actually watched that for my body genres class right. in college. Yeah. Um, and in that documentary, he claims to have made uh, dozens of pornographic films under pseudonyms. 
And a little tidbit that I didn't know prior to this movie or going into this movie was this was originally written to be a pornographic movie with the plot from my understanding, remaining the same. Which is disturbing. Just there being real sex in it. And no. Mm-mm. Glad they uh, didn't do that, no. to say the least. Mm-hmm. And also funny because Wes Craven sounds like a pseudonym. It does. <laughs> like, it does fucking sound like a pseudonym. It's like, no, 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 that's his real name. <laughs> yeah, Wesley Craven. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. But uh, uh, within this movie, speaking of names, uh, we do get the main villain his name is krug which west craven went on to do freddy krueger yep friday which yeah friday the 13th (laughs) (laughs) but me saying that there is a connection because the director of friday the 13th sean s cunningham also a pornographer uh directed the original friday the 70s were a wild time (laughs) yeah people needed to make their money man and they could do it in anonymity because there weren't fucking cell phones and shit the the internet didn't exist the internet didn't exist nobody could google you you could shoot a porno and give a fake name and no one would know what a what a beautiful time (laughs) you could also do something you you gave me a really fun fact before we started that uh west craven faked his r rating yeah for this movie which another example of Something you definitely can't yep. do now. So please explain that again, because that's he, fascinating. He essentially stole, via a hookup that he had at like the film ratings board, he essentially stole the MPA rating, R rating reel, or like, uh, um, what's the frame? Yeah. And put it in his movie, and passed it off as being like, look, see, we got the seal, so it's fine. It's an R rating. Even though he got an X repeatedly, even with cuts. So, so he was able to have an uncut film, right? Like as his R-rated mm-hmm. film, and nobody apparent apparently nobody everybody was none the wiser. That is nuts. Yeah, because he, according to what I read, he put all the footage that he had cut back in. Uh, watching the movie now, uh, it definitely is. It's it's always very difficult for me to say something isn't very extreme when it's a rape revenge film right which is this is like one of the originals this is one of the originals yeah because of all of the other shit that we have seen because of modern sensibilities this is by no means tame but this is definitely nowhere near as graphic or Mm -hmm. explicit as uh say the remake the remake yeah. or uh nothing irreversible beats this by light years uh the violence in martyrs is more intense than this um as far as 70s films go though this is like this is intense definitely pretty pretty brutal it's especially among the 70s films that we've watched yeah which for the most part have been pretty tame more or less this it, one at least has a, a meanness to it. it this definitely does this has this has a nihilism to it um the <laughs> okay there's a meme that goes around on film twitter of uh of <laughs> a guy who has only seen heat compares everything that he's just like oh this is kind of like heat 
you know what? Last House on the Left is if is kind of like Well, you. I was You're about right. to say so there's parts of this. I feel like I've been doing this with every 70s movie we watch. I'm like, this is kind of like John Waters. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the guy who's obsessed with John Waters. This is kind of like John Waters. You're you're not wrong though in, but, in a few ways. But in a lot of ways this movie feels like a John Waters movie. The crazy batshit music. <sighs> we yeah, we got to talk about the music. It I mean Songs are good. Like musically, I was cool with it. Yeah, the the songs are are great songs. They're <laughs> just, just so out of place. They're just in the worst scenes and and just playing throughout. It it's such a bizarre choice. It in some instances it's so strange it pulls you out of it, but not enough to where you're done with the movie. You're just kind of sitting there being like, "What's going on?" In some instances, they really work. They really work because. One, you're like, why is this music playing? Oh, what is happening? This is just unsettling. Yeah, and in, in, in those situations, like, kind of cool. But yeah. it was definitely, there were a few misses in there for sure. There were. It was mostly, there are two, like, bumbling cop characters. And a lot of the music cues happen with them. Like, honestly, that's, that's like a, that feels like a whole different movie. Is yeah. anytime those cops are like walking around this small town, what are they even searching so, for? So there are a couple cops in this film. They are morons, <laughs> to say the least. Complete morons. Yeah. Um, so I mean, let's get into let's get into the movie. Yep, yep, y- yep. You you probably know the premise of it, but we'll kind of walk through it a little bit because as somebody who who only knew the premise and hadn't really know remembered much of the details from the. A remake that we've both seen. Yep. Um, I was kind of going in blind a little bit, aside from just the big stuff that we all know about. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, we start with uh, does it introduce uh, just Mary, right? Yep, Mary and Phyllis, but Mary at home. Oh, right. It's because yep. it basically is Mary with her parents. They're just kind of hanging yeah. out. She's going to a concert or like getting ready to go to a concert. Uh, her dad makes a really weird comment like, oh, no bra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, what a we- immediate, immediately in this movie. Yeah, the dad's like. I've been waiting to say that. <laughs> the, whole, the whole movie, like I couldn't stop thinking about like it was such like a oddly like forced family moment and I then can see Wes, your nipples. Wes Craven makes the dad go oh what no bra like it was a sitcom or you know what else he, he might a have been porno. thinking a porno <laughs> yeah there's a lot of shit in this movie where you're like I think this is from when the script was still a porno like not a porn anymore Wes <laughs> there's also okay gonna jump ahead just to say there's a scene I reading the vague little bit that I did into this I didn't see anything about this but they're fucking in the car Okay, yeah. Sadie and Krug, right? So, yes, another example, another example car. of car sex. Thank you, Wes Craven. Who I appreciate you. He's on my side. So it has to be a convertible you, and in motion. Be, there can't be a roof. And there you can't have, be a roof, and, you and it has to, to be in motion. No eye contact either. All right, so it's at least right. I know it can happen right. now. There's, I saw it executed correctly. There's some levels to yeah. it. Okay. All right. Well, now you know. Last house on the left. Maybe I learned something. <laughs> you might learn something, too. Well... <laughs> Might learn something too from this movie. Speaking of uh, the the fact that Wes Craven f- forgot sometimes that he wasn't filming a porn, uh, there's a line early on where uh, is it Marie or Mary? How are we gonna say this? I think it's Mary, isn't Mary. it? Mary. Let's go yeah. with Mary. Uh, where Mary and Phyllis, her friend, are, are are hanging out, and she says, "I've changed since last summer." Oh my god, I forgot about this line. My breasts have really filled out, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, 
come on. Wes, well, like, t- talk to a girl, a teenage girl ever, like, th- one time in your life. I think I said, like, oh, yes, the full-grown man, Wes Craven, <laughs> does know how young women would speak exactly. to each other. Like, he is an expert, clearly. Haven't you, couldn't you tell that I've changed? My breasts have come in, silly. Ugh. Yeah, just crazy shit. Yeah, this movie was definitely written as a porno. For now, sure. Now, knowing that fact, a lot... A lot of the dialogue and like just situations make a lot more sense. By all accounts, from what I read, all of the actors were also they signed on for it to be a porno. So and they were ready for it to be. Porn. They were prepared f- for the porno. Wait, again, it's just so crazy that this was going to have real sex in it. This movie. Yeah, what a bad choice. What like all of the okay. Wes Craven is like heralded as like a very kind man, a very smart man, this, that, and the other. And then I hear about that. And I'm just like, that's just fucked up. (laughs) Imagine if he was... And he didn't really care for horror like he did, but he always wanted to be directing dramas. And he directed one. What was it? Uh, It got nominated for an Oscar because it starred Meryl Streep. And she got nominated for an Oscar. Makes sense. It's called Music of the Heart. Is it bad? Is it I good? have no idea. I have no interest in fucking seeing that movie. Yeah. It sounds boring as shit. That does sound incredibly yeah. boring. That is, that's a bad title. I'm a musician, and that sounds like dog shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm not interested in that. And I love Meryl Streep. Imagine, okay, so let's say that we're, we're back in, in, in college, in film school, and Wes Craven is our teacher. Oh, big What daddy. class are we in that he is teaching us? Who? Honestly, at if we're in college and Wes Craven's at that point in his life, uh, I would say probably like horror literature at that point. Ooh. I don't know if he'd be doing film. It's true. He might have evolved yeah. past it. Yeah. But God, I would have loved that class. Yeah. Or he may have just done a straight up like directing course. Sure. As well. Because again, I don't think like he definitely didn't shy away from horror, obviously. And he was fully aware that it's what gave him his career. But his, he knew where the paychecks were coming. His interest didn't lie solely in horror whatsoever. Right. And it was kind of like John Carpenter. John Carpenter's favorite genre is westerns. But he never... You can definitely tell. You can tell. <laughs> I was can, kidding. I can't tell I think the you movies can tell. that I've seen. <laughs> I think you can tell by his uh, uh, work specifically with Kurt Russell. Okay. Because Kurt Russell is kind of like his um, John Wayne, in my opinion. Uh, you can see a lot of it in Big Trouble in Little China specifically. Yeah, John Carpenter rules. Yeah, John Carpenter always wanted to do westerns. That's right. Uh, but got stuck into horror. Quote unquote stuck. He would probably say stuck. He just wants to get paid. He has said that, and it's the funniest he crotchety old man shit ever. <laughs> Look up, just Google like John Carpenter, uh, pay me. And there's like a quote of him being like, I'll do anything. Just pay me. <laughs> like, it's so fucking funny. I mean, get your money, you know? Uh, Wes Craven did that, and that's how he got into porn. And that's how he ended up making this, because he was making some pornographs, and then he, uh, some documentaries, and then he, uh, documentaries, yes. to tie it back to Last Pod. Por- and porn leads into horror, basically. That's what the church would tell you. Yeah, that's yep. what we were told. That's what we were told, and this movie proves it. So. And look where we are. We're doing a podcast about this fucking movie. <laughs> look at us. Everything came for full circle. Thank you, Jesus. Um, so... Pretty quickly after this this intro introductory scene of, of about us, the breasts and with all the that, family yeah. and the breasts and the nipples and the dad and all the blah, <laughs> uh, we are then introduced to the bad guys, Krug, Daddy, who he is called, which is interesting because they have uh, in Hills Have Eyes a character is called Daddy. A lot yeah, I remember well. your voice, Daddy. Yep, there we go, Daddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Krug, who is called Daddy, Sadie, who. 
is the like with Krug. With Krug, she, I guess. Yeah, she like she's a sadist. Yeah. Yeah. Sadie the sadist. Uh honestly when what year did the Manson murders and shit happen? Uh, late sixties. Yeah, like sixty nine. Because Sadie, G- Sadie was the name of one of the Manson girls. That's true. Yeah, I mean that could be a direct inspiration. Yeah, for sure. Um, Junior, who uh, is an son addict and Krug's yeah. son, he is uh, really whiny too. He's yeah, he's really fucking. Annoying. And then there's Weasel, Weasel, who is kind of just who's uh, credited as something else, but I don't recall him being called that. Yeah, so. he's these are all criminals. They're uh, we're, we're told through like radio or something that they are on the run. They're yeah. fugitives. Um, and they're horrible people. You, we get a, a little rundown of uh, all the bad stuff they've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were introduced to oh, Yeah, all via the radio, being like, these people are wanted. <laughs> and here's a laundry list of their crimes. Weasel. <laughs> Guilty for peeping Tomism. <laughs> peeping Tomism. Yeah, we learned yeah. that term, which I, I guess makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. I knew what they meant. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you, they're just awful people. They are rapists. They're murderers. They're thieves. Uh, addicts. Terrible All scum of the earth. Yeah, and uh, our protagonist Mary and her friend Phyllis are uh, going to the city for a rock concert, and they want. Does it ever say what concert it is? I don't think so, but she's got like Janis Joplin and shit posters on her wall, oh, that's so right. it's around that era. Sure. Um, they want to score some of that good grass. Want some good grass? So they hit up a guy hanging out in an alleyway, who's or doorway stoop. Who is uh, Stoop fucking... Kids Afraid to Leave a Stoop? That's this. That's Junior. Hey Arnold was based on <laughs> Last House movie. on the Left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Holy shit! Whoa. We just uncovered something. Whoa. Oh, the grandpa is Krug. <laughs> Whoa. That's why he's so crazy. Holy shit. Yeah. Anyway, so they approach Junior. They don't know it's Junior. Junior leads them inside. Like, oh yeah, I got that cool grass. I know we have no blah blah blah. Yeah. There's they have a quick conversation of. Uh, he's tw- like, no, I don't have any. Yes, Twenty dollars, yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, which seems like a pretty good deal. If you know. Well, back we, then you know. they said uh, to me it seemed like uh, they thought that was steep. The women thought that was steep. Yeah, I guess infl- with inflation. With inflation, yeah, and seventy-two, twenty bucks is a lot of fucking money. True. Uh, so they he brings them upstairs and boom lock the door and they are they know that they are they're in fucked a, in a bad place yes uh, uh, this is when it gets kind of scary yeah the, the music uh, doesn't really switch but uh, Weasel does very quick and it's well it's kind of like they're kind of joking around with yeah. the, with them early on like obviously they know that they're. Probably something bad is going like, to happen. Like, at least going to be wrong. But people are but, laughing yeah. and, like, kind of joking around with them. And then, yeah, you're right. Like, so, uh, Mary basically says, like, get out of my way. I'm going to leave. Yeah. And immediately, Weasel pulls out a switchblade and, like, something switches in his face. And he gets very mean. intimidating and yeah. mean. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, this is when certain performances you're like, damn, they're pretty good. Uh, I thought Weasel was more or less pretty solid. Krug yeah. was really good throughout it. They both, like, they were menacing as hell. Really, really yeah. good. But also, like, read their lines well. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't, like, just a look. It wasn't just charisma. It was, like... And Krug straight up looks like he was there for a porno. Yeah, Krug looks like a porn <laughs> star from the 70s. And also worked out as a really well... I mean, a really gross antagonist. Yeah, he did I a mean, great like, job at yeah, being a like fucking scumbag. Worked well. He is horrible in this. Yeah. Uh, so... <sighs> From here. Oh wait, I, I was just looking at my notes, and I remembered a line right right before the the Mary and her friends get up there. Uh, there was a line that Krug said to Sadie. 
that I thought just was the most nuts line. He says, why don't you just lie down and enjoy being inferior? Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Because they were talking about the feminist lib books. Yeah, and then and then Weasel mansplains misogyny to Sadie, who then agrees with him and gets mad at Krug. Really? A, yeah. A, before we get into the bad stuff, the comedy in this movie is very funny. I did laugh like a there, good bit. It seems like there are straight up jokes. Like the yeah. the comedy is not unintentional. It can't be. You know right? what I mean? Like yeah. the it cops yeah. being idiots. Like the, oh no, yeah, that was that was silly. The, like there are straight up jokes in this, and, mm. and it's really weird and striking. Combining it with the like horrible violence and and you know really bad stuff that happens throughout. Uh, it's a weird kind of tone. Yeah. It's oh yeah. It it goes from like borderline slapstick to some just really gnarly grizzly shit. And here like again they were joking around and then it cuts real hard to like oh tone shift. And uh they they assault um Phyllis. Uh this is not graphic at all, thankfully. Um it cuts actually pretty quick to the mm-hmm. next morning. What's what's also interesting is all throughout this like tense scene of them uh, throughout the movie pretty much you're cutting between different right. perspectives and, and yeah. right through this this like you know pretty scary scene it's cutting between them and her parents who are like setting up a birthday party for her for, for her. when she gets home and they're just really pretty horny for each other the dad <laughs> like, wants to fuck he's dad. like i saw my daughter with no bra on and i'm <laughs> ready to go he does he does keep trying to make out with his wife which you know i'm happy for yeah them. good for them they have a good re- she doesn't seem all that into it though yeah not not like she's like not into it but she just is like no later like all the time he's like okay you bet <laughs> like he oh he's just one he's being very respectful yes and two he's randy for his wife that's lovely the parents are pure yes they're pure characters it was just very the cutting between this like kind of emotional yep. like, romantic scene and then like literally their, hanging their daughter happy birthday banner and then yeah their daughter watching her friend get assaulted yeah like it is it really is just so bizarre yeah it's it, yeah it's such a strange tone um from there the it uh, cuts to next morning it cuts to the next said. morning they've got um phyllis already in the trunk of the car they they sneak out the fire escape because obviously they're wanted they don't want to be seen putting tied up women in their vehicle why uh we haven't figured that one out yet. yeah that's bizarre uh they're driving out and then this is where i'm pretty sure sadie just bangs krug and yeah she's just riding him in the back seat like right and it's never said, but the way that she is moving <laughs> and the way his face looks like 100, like they're banging for sure. And Weasel's, they may have really been banging. And Weasel's just next to them talking and having a conversation yeah, with him. It's, it's very, again, like, very funny while Junior's driving. And it's really, really funny. Yeah, man. It's <laughs> while Phyllis and Mary are, are in, in the, the trunk. fucking trunk. Yeah. And you forget because the music is super weird and like upbeat. And it's just these people in a car talking and apparently fucking. And then, <laughs> True. and then you are like, oh wait, there's tied up. It's crazy. And then their car breaks down, right? And then the car breaks down. They go into the woods. Uh, and this is, the, yeah. Uh, they start essentially just torturing the girls. They they make them strip down, pee their pants, pee their pants, uh, play with each other. It like, really, it's yeah. It's just, this. It's just even demeaning if it's not as like fuck. A graphic scene. Yeah. It's, 
yeah, you're right. It's demeaning. It's yeah. it's mean. Demoralizing. It's mean. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and you don't really see a lot of this kind of stuff from movies of this era. No, and, no, and no. So, I mean, for these reasons, Not that is why this, this kind of movie is, is pretty famous for its time. Yeah. The, I mean, this got an X rating. The tagline for this movie is, uh, to avoid feigning, keep repeating, it's only a movie. They do it like that in the thing. You can look it up on YouTube. Look it up on YouTube. It's it's, it's not, actually pretty cool. It's an iconic yeah. like intro to a movie, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're talking about like this scene and then the rest of the movie yeah. from here. Because uh, from here, they, they murder... Uh, okay, so I don't need to go into the whole thing. No, no, no. So no, they no. murder um, uh, Phyllis. Phyllis runs off as a way to distract them while Mary tries to escape. Yep, uh, but Mary is trying to escape the manipulating Junior. Yep. But Phyllis gets away, but then they catch up with her. It's a, it's a really intense chase scene. It is, and it's long, It's too. long, and like, it's, it's a good scene. It, if I didn't already know about this movie... Like it would have been more thrilling because it, it really plays with she might get away. She has a good lead you on. You really them. think that she has a good chance? Yeah, and it, but which knowing, makes it more devastating. Yeah, because we knew that she had no chance. Right. Uh, she, to make a long story short, she gets disemboweled, and they show it, which yeah. I was a little surprised about. She gets stabbed a bunch, and then they feel around in her guts. Yeah, it was pretty gnarly. I think it, I think it was Sadie that was. It was Sadie. Uh, they also cut her arm off. That's true, and then yeah. use it to fuck Mess with, with uh, Junior. Junior, who at this point is going through a serious withdrawal, and then remains in that withdrawal for the Do rest we know of the what fucking he, movie. What drug it is? That... I mean, I'm assuming she said uh, methadone, so I'd assume meth. meth. Was meth yeah. around back then? I mean, in it could have been heroin. Early seventies, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, smack. They said yeah, smack. smack. God, we don't know anything. I think what is smack? should we do heroin? Is smack heroin? I think. I think smack's heroin. I think we should find out. By, yeah, we should. By doing. We'll do a deep dive. We'll do a side pod about we'll, it. We'll live stream our heroin <laughs> uh, doing. Hey, guys. Is, is first cool? time doing heroin. Welcome, guys. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hey, do it for the con- what? Patreon. Patreon. Yeah, we'll do it for we'll do it for the stream. Do it for the Patreon. Do like I said, we'll do, any, we'll do anything for money. But just fucking pay us. Tubi. Just Tubi. Tubi. Come on. Fucking, come on Tubi. Pay us so we don't have to do heroin. <laughs> Come on, it's on you now, Tubi. You're responsible for this. This is on you. This is not on me. I re- I relinquish responsibility for my life and my choices. Yeah. I, I give I give un of myself unto Tubi. I love the strategy of threatening them into into sponsoring us. Tubi, if you don't sponsor us, I'm gonna become a heroin addict. That's on you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, Junior gets intimidated or, like, fucked with with this hand, and then uh, Mary um, gets assaulted, and it this is the rough assault scene. Yeah, Krug is is mean and it's slobbery. Slobbery. It's, yeah, it's, it's gross. Again, it really it's, not, it's not uh, explicit. Obviously, you know exactly what's happening, and it's, in, it's very incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Krug is just like drooling, and it's fucking gross. Yeah, yep. And then yeah, she, after after that, she just walks into the water. Like she puts her clothes on and walks into yeah, the water. She's sh- in shock. There's also an interesting like bit where it it seems like the three of them, as Krug, Sadie, and Weasel, who were just there, yeah, are like if they feel like guilty or something. It's weird. It's a they very seem, bizarre yeah. uh, like. 
every, moment. It all seems very like, uh, like a come to Jesus. Like they all just kind of were like, oh fuck. Like yeah. now we got to deal with this. Yeah. Uh, and then, she and walks, then they do because yeah, they shoot wa- her. She walks into the water and they shoot her in the back. Yeah, and then it gets a little confusing because her body shows up at her parents' house, and I don't fucking quite know how. Did we just both miss how the body showed up? Potentially, I think the dad found, found it. it. Potentially, or the assumption is she was able to like walk somewhere yeah, close to the house, made it, and she just yeah, made it to the backyard enough, or yeah. something. And yeah, eventually, her body winds up at her parents' house. As do Krug, Sadie, Junior, and Weasel. And all throughout this this uh, scene, the parents we're cutting back to the parents who have got contacted the police because Mary's missing. They can't. They haven't heard. Anything yeah. During all her. of this, the police are being dumb idiots. And it's like they stop a chicken truck that's full of chickens, and that's kind of like that a goofy little scene, scene. Is completely out of place and very funny. Basically, and it has nothing to do with the fucking movie. So these two cops, uh, they don't need names, whatever. Um, I, yeah, yeah. They they're you know trying to investigate something. The, this missing girl, their car breaks down on the side of the road, so they have to walk. As they're walking, this is like a slapstick scene. <laughs> uh, this. Uh, the, yeah, this is all dirt roads. They're the, just walking on dirt uh, roads. One of the cops puts his ear down to the road and says, uh, chickens? Yeah. And the other cop's like, what? And then, lo and behold, a chicken, a truck. chicken truck shows up, uh, driven by a woman named Ada. Mm-hmm. And Ada says, uh, I have no room in my truck, but you can ride on the roof. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they sit on the roof. She goes about five feet, breaks. They fall straight on their faces onto the asphalt. And they're mad at her, and she's like, sorry, guys, and drives off. Yep. It is so weird and hilarious. And I think the cop tried to commandeer her vehicle, and she's like, nah, you're not taking my no, chickens. No, you're just it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And so I think Ada might be the MVP of this movie. Oh, 100%, because she said, fuck the cops. Yes. So she 100%. tried to help. They complained, and she's like, I'm done trying to help you. Sorry. Me and my chickens are going. Though I think uh, the dad might also be because he busts out a chainsaw later, which That's we'll true. get to. That's true. And That's that was true. pretty cool. But his daughter did die. Yeah. Ada gets out clean. Ada gets out clean. She gets nothing taken from her. Nope. And she got all of her chickens. Yep. So, yeah, you're right. She wins. Yep. Uh, so from here, yeah, Krug, uh, the whole crew, the crew, Krug, 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 the Croods, Krug. like that movie. Yeah, yeah, the that's, Croods. Oh, that's what that movie. That's is the based connection. On, is... Yeah, that's the animated version of yeah, Last House. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. man, I gotta watch that movie. Should we do it for the podcast? They made like three of them, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we could do a trilogy. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. We'll do a triple feature of the Croods. <laughs> um, uh, they all show up at the parents' house unbeknownst to them. They don't know it's the parents' house. The vehicle broke down again. They, yeah. The the automotives in this uh, movie are really Terrible. bad. Like Seven, The 70s, am I right? I mean, we talk. my front end is held together with uh, duct tape at the moment. My, so. The interior like cloth is like coming apart in my car, and I have no fucking idea why. Yeah, so we can't talk, actually. Nah. You know what? <laughs> This is realistic, actually. It's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they show up at the house and uh, are just like, hey, we need a place to stay. They're wearing, like, nice clothes now. They've kind of... Sadie looks completely fucking different. This is a very... You, you mentioned this while we were watching, but this is a very, like, this can only happen in the 70s scene yeah. where, like, somebody shows up at your door and is like, hey, my car broke down. Can I come in? Can all four of us come in to your home? Meanwhile, the... Mary's parents are like the nicest people in yes, the entire Yes, all of you world. can come in. Not only can you sleep here, but I made you a full spaghetti dinner. Here, <laughs> drink 12 bottles of wine, Sadie specifically. Sadie loves her wine. And and just be weird and fucking 
completely invasive. Please enter my space. You know what? You can spend the night, actually. Yeah. Do you want to stay in my daughter Mary's room? She's missing right now, but you can stay in her room. Like, unending kindness from these people. Ridiculous kindness, truly. It would never happen today. No, 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 no. The person probably wouldn't even answer the door because they'd look at their little ring app and be like, nope, not not answering for that hobo. If it's not an Amazon delivery package, I'm not answering for anybody. Exactly. Because then I'm not expecting them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and if I'm not expecting you, you can't come in, you you're fucking my, vampire. You're my enemy. <sighs> I got a little worked up. Yeah, no vampires here in this house. Ooh, no energy vampires, baby. Get, real quick, now that I'm thinking about this, why is this why is this called the last house on the left? I think that's just to imply that's the parents' house. Like, they ended up at the last house on the left. But it's never said. Right? No, 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 it's never said. That's really a bummer, because I love it when that but happens. But I remember... If I remember correctly from something I read years back, it was something along the same lines as uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, where it's like every town has an Elm Street. Uh, Everybody's been like, oh, yeah, I live in the last house on the left. Like everyone knows like a phrase like that. So that's why he picked it. That's actually kind of cool. It's a great title. Yeah. Like it is. I mean, he's again, Wes Craven's very smart. True. He knows how to market shit. He's he's he was an English professor. Like he knows words and he understands the importance of something like every town has an Elm Street. So let's base this on Elm Street. Honestly, 70s and 80s horror movies, at least from a title standpoint, absolutely murder solid like the last two decades of cover art title everything i'm not gonna obviously content and quality are very different Mm -hmm. but just from a title standpoint they're better just better yeah Yeah. like we we gotta see some some better titles we're getting lately which i'm fine with because as a musician i a lot of my songs are one word but uh we are getting a lot of one word titles right now and i miss the long guys Uh, yeah too many one words yeah i think i agree with you yep Cause now that I'm thinking about it, like we even even like our boys, the newer boys that we like, uh, we got w- the witch in the lighthouse, yeah. Midsummer Hereditary. It's like, come on, spruce it up a little yeah. bit. Give me a twelve word title. Cowards. Come on. The assassination of Jesse, Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Ford. That's ten words. That's a beautiful title. Great movie too. It is a great movie. I love Brad Pitt so much. That guy's other movie, Killing Them Softly. Also good. I really like that fucking movie. And it ends with him, now fucking pay me. Love that goddamn movie. You guys should watch Killing Them Softly. Now that's a fucking picture. We need to watch a movie with Brad Pitt for this podcast. Uh, what would he... What, 12 Years a Slave. Oh, fuck. He is in 12 Years a Slave. He produced it, too. He plays the Canadian savior in that movie. As, uh, he, sh- as he should. <laughs> uh, he plays a serial killer in a movie called California. Oh, I've seen California. I have too, but it, I, it's been since like freshman year of high school. I would do it just for just for Brad. Is it good? Do you remember it being good? I remember liking it. And he, it's like him and Juliet Lewis, yep. right? Mm-hmm. I I'm, mean, I'm definitely not to watch it. We're we're, we're figuring out a, at this we're po- off on yeah. a tangent. <laughs> Last house on the left, baby. <laughs> yeah, why is it called that? Brad Pitt's cool, right? Uh, it's okay though. Brad Pitt is cool, so it's I'm, I'm always down to talk about that. Yeah, no, he's fantastic and handsome as all hell. But he looked so good in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, dude, dude. Like he, like oh my god, he looks so handsome and old. I loved him. It's just not fair. I know. know it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. But back to Last House on the Left. The final third of this movie is the revenge. Awesome. Yeah, and it's 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 very seventies in what they're trying not to show in. You can just tell, like, so many ideas that happen now came from this movie. 
or came from trying to one-up this movie. It's just so influential. So the parents catch on that these people are not good folks, and then they eventually catch on, oh, they they killed our daughter, who's yeah. dead on our couch they now, got and really I don't know thin how she, walls. her dead body is on our couch. The, the really thin walls in this house, they just hear Junior talking to Krug in the other room saying, what are they going to do when they find out we killed their daughter? He's like, shut up, man. And then they're like, oh, let me go check the suitcase. Bloody clothes. They must have killed my daughter. Yep. Uh, so the dad home alone's the house. It's very funny because you're exactly right. It's yep. like he's rigging up traps. He's like, go on, honey. You go get one of the men. Go give him a blowy and I'll rig the house. Like Kevin McAllister. Yep. So she gets Weasel and weasels him out of the house, Ayo, and then takes his a weasel out of his trousers, Ayo, and bites it off. <laughs> Ayo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, she. Bites that scene was fucking gnarly. She bites his dick off. Yeah, <laughs> she is like seeing when it cuts to her going. <laughs> you see, she's doing like the the crocodile like death roll on his dick. And it is like gnarly. She gets yeah. out, ta- like spits it out into the into, into the, the, water. Uh, the water. She he he tied it. She tied his hands behind her back. They were like doing some foreplay talk, like some spicy sex talk. And he was like, oh, "I'd fuck you so good, even with my hands tied behind my back." Oh, that is why he tied his hands behind yeah. his back. He's a man of his word. So she was like, "No, no man could do that." And he's such <laughs> a little wimp, dick, Dumbo that he's like, "All right, tie him, baby, tie him up." So then. He does. But she actually blows him to the point that he says, oh, yeah, I'm about to come. And, like, right when he <laughs> says that, she bites and he goes, come. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's so and then ridiculous. she bites his dick she off. Bites his dick off mid-cum. Mid-cum. <laughs> and I'm like, lady, like, there are just different ways to do this. Oh, but before she does that, before she even, like, touches his dick, she zips it up into a zipper. Yeah, <laughs> like, she gets it purpose. caught in the zipper. And that is... And then she goes, should I just give it a good yank? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the yank. And he's like, no, just, like, unzip it slowly. <laughs> and she's just fucking with him this whole time. It is so funny. <laughs> like, I just can't believe she, like... Kudos on her for biting her his donger off, but like, dude, you still blew him. Does he? We never see him actually die, right? I'm no, but I assume he bled out from the dick. Do loss. you think she? Okay, just head cannon here. Do you think she killed him? Like, did something like bash his head in with a rock or something, or just let him bleed out, die right there? I think she let him bleed out. Yeah, because we, she... we never see it. We don't. It's never. We're never told what happens to him. After or she this. snowballed his dick into his mouth and he choked on it. Snowballed. Yeah. What does that mean? It's when. Uh... <laughs> this is Urban Dictionary. I wish I was kidding because I feel like I know a lot of shit like this. But now you have to explain it to me on air. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fact check myself real quick. Mid. A live fact live check. fact check right now. Um, snowballing, I believe. Prepare to be grossed out. Yes, no, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, it is okay. This is exactly <laughs> yeah, what yeah, I thought okay, it was. Great. Uh, yeah, this is even on Wikipedia. This has made it beyond Urban Dictionary. Great. That means this legit, on Wikipedia. This is snowballing sexual practice, is what it's labeled as. Um, I'm just gonna read this. This is great. <laughs> so I don't have to make it up for myself. So this is the Wikipedia definition. Oh, should I post this image to the gram? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yes. So uh, <laughs> is that 
Jesus? It kind of looks like Jesus. A blonde woman spitting into Jesus Christ's mouth. Uh, snow. Well, I'm sure people listening to this know snowballing. You're just you're just uneducated. Uh, snowballing is the human sexual practice. I, I like that it says human sexual practice. I like the specification. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is the human sexual practice in which one person takes someone's semen into their mouth and then passes it into the mouth of another, usually through kissing. Yeah. So she snowballed his own dick into his mouth and he choked on it. Oh, all is, that. Is what I said. Yeah, okay. Now that, that tracks now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that must have been the... That image on Wikipedia is fucking hysterical. <laughs> yeah, can, I'll let you post. We, we might get banned on I, Instagram I'm just going to post it in the stories with no caption. <laughs> so you like, if you haven't listened to this episode and you see that pop up on the Cellar Dollars, uh-huh. you're like, what, excuse, what's going on? Are they getting horny on Maine? And the answer is yes. The answer is absolutely. 100% yes. But yeah, she uh, does not do that to no. Weasel. She lets him die. And uh, then we cut back to the dad. Who is stealing Krug's gun, and then... He has a shotgun yeah. as well. Like a oh, my God. Okay, so shotgun. he picks up a wrench and a garbage can lid, and is like, ah, I'm ready for battle. And he's like, no, I can find something better. And then he is, like, looking around, he's like, oh, right, my shotgun. Just right out of frame. How convenient. It's so, so stupid. So he's, ridiculous. He's looking at his, like, tool tool area. He's like, yeah, he's grabbing a wrench. The shotgun's literally just right above it's his head. It's directly above it, and we can't see we it. Can't so see he has to reach it. two yeah. inches out of frame to grab this Be shotgun. Like, oh, right, this Forgot shotgun. About that. It's like honestly like that Evil Dead scene. Yes, 100%. Where he's, like, looking through and Is finding it? these. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, put the chainsaw on my hand. Yeah. Um, which a chainsaw pops up. Uh, so from here, Krug is, uh, well, they hear Weasel screaming. Yep. He screams loud. Screams loud. As, as one would when you come and then get your dick bitten off. Uh, he, Krug goes for his gun. It's not there. Realizes something's up. He uh, busts out of the room, but slips. Oops. Shaving cream. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> stupid uh Kevin McAllister trap. Shaving cream in front of the door, make his socks slippery. <laughs> he, uh, he, he missed the Legos that were just strewn about yep. <laughs> to step on, as in to make you hurt really bad. Uh, ends up in the den with the dad, and here they more or less have a standoff. Uh, the dad has shot them, by the way. He had one shell in the shotgun that, at the time, we think there's it two. clipped Krug in the shoulder. It clipped Krug in the shoulder. Of, yeah. Um, it was actually a really cool shot, the lighting in True, it, because yes. it was like pitch black with like just the lit by the shotgun for a second, and it was awesome. Yeah. This uh, is just a, a the dad looked cool really scene. badass yeah. in this scene. Yeah, this is this part felt very much like Straw Dogs. Yes, true. Yeah, like yeah. Peck and Paws. Straw Which Dogs. We, we looked it up. It came out the the year, the year before. before. This. Yeah, and Straw Dogs. There's a lot of similarities in this movie. Yeah, but uh, Straw Dogs is, is great though. Yeah, that would be. I need to rewatch that. It's been years since I've yeah. seen it. Um, uh. So the dad and Krug are kind of having a standoff of sorts, and Krug is just trying to be an intimidating dick. He's, like, being like, your daughter was tougher than you, blah, 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 blah. He's kicking his ass as yeah, well. Yeah, he's kicking the dad's ass. <clears throat> but then, eventually, the uh, uh, dad gets the upper hand, right? Yeah. Anyway, Krug tries to run away, but oopsie. <laughs> The door has been booby-trapped, and he gets electrocuted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because the dad poured water on the ground and then uh, like unwound some copper wiring, hit it under a rug, and then plugged it in. So when he steps on the rug and grabs the metal handle, it gets zapped. And so, yeah, he basically gets tased real quick. Yep. But um, then quickly t- gets the upper hand again. 
uh, on the dad until and we uh, Junior Junior shows up again from with his Krug's pistol from his uh, withdrawal nap. Yeah, or puking session. Oh yeah, he's yeah. he's sick. He's sick the entire movie. Basically. Yeah, because he needs his he needs a smack. He needs his insulin. He's just diabetic. Yeah, uh, it's not real, man. It's not real. Just like birds, not real. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so he's like, he's essentially being like, Krug, don't do this. Stop. Like you're done. And Krug, he, he's got literally, now. Krug literally yells at this kid until he kills himself. He screams at him to put the gun in his mouth and blow his brains out over and, and over. And he again. does, and then he does it, and. It, the shot is really interesting because you're, yeah. you're only seeing Krug's profile yeah. inside of his face, and um, then you just hear the bullet go off, and you're just like, "Holy then shit!" Then you see poor Junior kind of slumped, and uh, I'm actually kind of blanking on how uh, Sadie dies. Uh, she because uh, throughout this Krug, let's see, no, she shows up <clears throat> inside, and um, while Krug is. Yelling. yelling yeah um, the dad sneaks off and downstairs gets the, chainsaw. gets the chainsaw meanwhile uh sadie go- is outside right gets attacked by the she mom. gets her throat slit by the mom yeah. she falls into the pool mm-hmm. and when she's getting out of the pool the mom slits her throat that was a cool scene that felt like one of the like korean revenge thrillers where someone's like running and screaming and just like comes by and cuts real quick yeah that's what the mom did the mom is a badass yeah and oh yeah the mom I mean, and the dad are bad they're both it's so it's also such such a funny contrast because the first half of the movie oh, they're like wealthy well-to-do we're just we're proper only told people. how like goofy and nice they are and yeah. then this what no third, bra they absolutely just murder these guys in like really brutal fashion my first thought would not be i bet i could blow this guy and bite his dick off and that's why you would be dead <laughs> God damn it! You're right, yep, man. Yep, gotta yep. think. Gotta think with you your mouth. Think. Huh? With, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think with your mouth, idiot. <laughs> uh, so the dad gets a chainsaw. Yeah. Uh, gnarly. Another Evil Dead kind yep. of like. <laughs> yeah. And here influence. the bumbling cops bust in, and right as the dad's about to chainsaw Krug, and right as the mom is running up to Sadie's Sadie, the cops yell "No!" and throat slit chainsaw to Krug. Uh, blood splatters blood on the cops. Blood splatters on the cops. <laughs> uh, freeze frame on the parents. Uh, covered in blood. Covered in blood. Credits. God. Uh, uh, With goofy-ass music. Again, yeah, the goofy-ass music comes yeah. back, for sure. The, this movie is brisk. It is. It's 85 minutes, maybe even a little less. And it starts quickly. There's no fluff. There's mm-hmm. no filler. And it ends quickly, too. And I really respect that about it. Yeah. I know I started saying, like, this movie ain't that good. It ain't worth it. That doesn't mean that it's not good and it doesn't have merit. Uh, from... From the get, I don't think we mentioned uh, this is famously based on Virgin Spring, the Ingmar Bergman film, which follows the exact same plot, just set in like medieval times, yeah. Sweden medieval times. Um, <clears throat> and uh, it seems there's another newer movie from like 2005 called Chaos that also follows this exact same plot, and then the remake. Um, I feel like you and I both feel like there's got to be more, but it's just because. Rape revenge movies kind of all follow a similar thing. Yeah, I mean, they this one, you know, this one's unique in that the parents are the ones getting the revenge, right. not the one that it happened to, or yeah. like a friend who was also involved. Like this is just the parents get the comeuppance. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, these kinds of movies, basically since this one came out, are just more and more common. Oh, one hundred percent. They're all over the place, and like this, most of them are bad, frankly. 
Yeah, there's a couple good ones thrown in there, yeah. The uh, Roger Ebert gave this a three and a half out of four, which is very surprising. And it's very curious, the movies that he lauded like this within the genre. Because I wouldn't say that this one does particularly have a whole hell of a lot of social commentary going on. Uh, not that I picked up on. Maybe in the 70s that's different. But I don't, I don't feel that's the case. Um, I know a lot of the shit that was coming out within the 70s and uh, whatnot was in response to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is why there was such graphic violence. That was the reason, was because of what they were seeing on TV in the news and being essentially forced to go fight a bullshit war. Right. Um, so there, a lot of these filmmakers' response. There's a really good documentary called um, Nightmares in Red, White, and Blue. Uh, John Carpenter's in it, Wes Craven's in it, a ton of people are in it, and they just kind of talk about, like, yeah, we, we tried to put the most fucked up shit in our movies because that's the war photographs we were seeing. Mm, that's um, interesting. I hadn't thought about it that way. Yeah. yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, super interesting. Toby Hooper uh, in the same vein, Texas Chainsaw, and Tom Savini, the special effects artist, he was a Vietnam War photographer. Damn, he so was. He saw shit. He mostly photographed dead bodies. Ugh. Yeah. And he said he's very open about it. Uh, he's like, that's how I made the majority of these effects that's how i knew what it should look like yeah. is because i saw the real thing so you want to know what guts look like come to me because i've actually seen guts and the blood and, and guts in this movie the blood and guts in this movie are gross they are look better than a good. lot of movies they're better than a lot of even newer movies yeah like the blood in this was dark like and especially yeah. when it's like after they have killed phyllis and uh mary yep their hands are like dry yeah, they're like washing blood. themselves it's like sticky yeah. blood and and the the texture on it looks a disgusting and b very realistic real yeah yeah which is really impressive did a good job this is Wes craven's first flick after doing pornos and gotta say it's uh it's a pretty stark ass first movie he does claim that he made it with the intention on it not really being seen uh hmm. so he could kind of lean into these insane ideas that he has he's like all right no one's gonna see it so i can make this movie as fucked up as possible but then it became it made three million dollars yep 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 yep. So. i didn't think i was gonna like this movie going into it but I, I like this movie like it's a good movie yeah yeah i like out of five i would probably give this a three and a half out of five i'd go three but i liked it i would say three and a half because i have an admiration for craven as a filmmaker that's true so me seeing this as uh his very first work Honestly, I think this uh, has a better flow than The Hills of Eyes, the original Hills of Eyes. I haven't seen the original. I think it, I remember it being slow. But the flow like of this dragging. movie in general this movie's is fast as fuck. really good. Yeah. Like it, it, it really does just move and doesn't Zooms. stop and cuts between all these different characters the yeah. whole time, even though I don't give a shit about the cop characters. <laughs> no. But you do get some good laughs throughout the movie because of that. And, you know, maybe maybe that's good to change up the uh, the really dark tones. Yeah, it's yeah, that shit's bizarre. But if you cut that out, the movie's probably still, like, 75 minutes. That maybe only takes out, like, 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, who would you recommend this movie for? I'd recommend it to people who are, like, just getting into horror um, and are okay with a little bit more extreme stuff. Yeah. Like, if someone's, like... And just wanting to know, like, the history of it. Because it's so important. Yeah. yeah. Like, within the genre, this is this is a landmark of of this specific subset. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that. And, th- and then if you like this, you'll like if you if you like this, you'll you'll if you like genuinely like this, back up and ask yourself why. Uh, why you're so into it. And then send us a message. And then send us a message and let us know because we're trying to figure shit out too. Cellardwellerspod um, at gmail.com. <laughs> boom, boom, baby. Yeah, we need to plug the email more. I know. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about that. We're also on social media at Instagram at Cellardwellerspodcast. Uh, uh, we're getting more active on Twitter. Yeah. So uh, hang out with us. Yeah, please. That's Dwellers, Dwellers Podcast on Twitter, I believe. Not Cellardwellers Podcast. Gotcha. Anyway... Uh, yeah, I would recommend, like I said, this is very important in the, the history of the genre, um, and just the history of Craven as a filmmaker. Um, this is what got his name out there. Got him out of porn. Got him out of porn. Hills have, he did not want to do another horror movie, but he couldn't get funding for anything that he wanted to do. So he made Hills Have Eyes then made uh, a movie called Deadly Blessing and then Swamp Thing. Fun fact, people, he did the Swamp Thing movie, which is pretty good. Uh, I don't love it. Uh, I watched it for the first time as an adult. It's very bizarre. It's very bizarre. Uh, I just feel like it was trying to be funny more than it was actually funny, and that stuff, I just it always falls so flat for me. Also, just from a comic standpoint, Swamp Thing is a bizarre character. To Fair enough. Movie. Isn't that Alan Moore? Yeah. 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 Did he start it? Uh, I think is that so. I his think he, I think thing? he created Swamp Thing, yeah. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. He's, like, he's like had some shit. cool stories throughout yeah. the years, but in I general, mean, not a great film adaptation for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then he did Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. And, and then, then from there, the rest is fucking history. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. <clears throat> rough, rough early years after the But after also rough story. in content, too. True, like yeah. <clears throat> he never he never went th- this savage again. And also, I would like to note, he is not responsible for Freddy Krueger ever being known as a child molester. Right. That, that was is not. The remake, right? Yeah. No. Well, it was explicitly said in the remake. It was implied in a couple of the original sequels. Mm. But in the remake, they flat out are like, he fucked kids. Ugh. And you're like, okay. Great. We don't want to hang out with this character at all. Yeah. Like, no thanks. He's supposed to be like kind of a likable villain. And it's like, no, not if he fucks kids. Yeah. I, I didn't see the remake. Oh, I didn't either. Yeah. I have no interest. I mean, Jackie Earl Haley's cool, but like that movie looked like dog shit. It looks bad, yeah. Any palate cleansers? Hmm. Yeah, I've been uh, really digging an album. I've actually listened to it like four times today. Uh, it's by a band called Man on Man. Uh, they are a couple. Uh, I'm blanking on their names, but they are two men mm-hmm. uh, who are a couple and they made this album together while in quarantine. Um, the most famous of the two is the keyboardist for the band Faith No More. Um, Whoa. Yeah. So <laughs> unexpected. Uh, this is a side solo, th- not solo thing, side project with his partner uh, that they made during quarantine. And it's like a really gay, shoegazy, nice, like, love songy album but they're not cheesy and they're super gay cool yeah <laughs> yeah what would you i think that uh give me a sound like a sound comparison oh i don't know it's just like it's nice like uh effects heavy like uh pedal heavy guitars but not like heavy but mm. just like there's a lot of effects on the guitars kind of like dreamy a little bit with kind of reverby vocals cool it's nice uh it never gets heavy uh never gets loud vocally at all and uh, they talk about um, kneeling before my swelling king. <laughs> uh. 
Just like the mom did last house on the left before she bit it off. Bit off his weasel. Bit off, bit off whistles, whistle. Uh, I have a quick palate cleanser. Um, <clears throat> I'm now playing Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, a friend of mine is letting me borrow it. Thank you, Chase. Um, and yeah, that's I'm enjoying that so far. So I know Christian just finished that, or have you finished it? Yet? I'm on the last act. I'm gonna beat. I'm gonna beat you. You'll probably beat me to it, dude. <laughs> I've been so fucking swamped with work, and every time I have a down minute, I have to work on music shit. <sighs> I have a, I have a, I have some songs due uh, by the end of the month. Cool. Yeah. Excited to hear. We'll fucking see how it goes. <laughs> we um, aren't quite sure what we're gonna watch next. We've got uh, we've some, got some cool stuff planned. Some, some really fun uh, stuff coming up soon. Yeah, um, we just don't know the order of things quite right, yet, so right. don't want to announce nothing. Yeah, but... we don't want to spoil anything for you idiots. No, not you dumb bows. But thank, uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. We really yeah, fucking appreciate it. It's, it's like you don't have to be here. Tell your friends, please. If but they even if uh, we're funny, right? You guys like us. It's, yeah, I mean, we make ourselves laugh that's it. right yeah that's one thing so we listen like do you guys listen do you guys listen is just it, talk to it, us it can't please. just be us right right no we're not the only ones my mom doesn't even fuck. thank god my mom doesn't yeah listen. i'm glad my mom doesn't listen my sister doesn't listen hannah doesn't listen wow, no. Brittany listens thanks Brittany. thanks Brittany. we appreciate you Thanks so, for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we really appreciate it. We will be back uh, next week with another uh, ooey-gooey surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>